Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Aaron Kocherka. How are you, Aaron? Oh, I'm fantastic, Shahid. It's fantastic to be with you today. Tell us, I want you to kind of get into what you do and your mission because I was really impressed of, of all the things that you're doing. So I would love to hear from your audience. will love to hear from you directly. Go ahead, please. Well, you know, I've been really busy on focusing on a lot of things, but, I, you know, I really want to just talk about one sort of one major mm -hmm. thing today that yes. I think is really important as we enter 2021 and think mm -hmm. about sort of building a more sustainable world. And, and I think recalibrating after what's been obviously a very difficult year. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was building uh, a lot of thought and, and a lot of connections in 2020. And, and one of the directions that I've decided to go is really focus on uh, climate risk management and uh, looking at, you know, how to, how to position organizations for a changing climate and the impacts of that changing climate, right? And how we can provide meaningful solutions using technology and uh, different innovative thinking on how to position ourselves as a society, you know, in, in a way that benefits from some of the changes, you know, and, and builds a more resilient society. So with that, I started Climate Smart Solutions Canada. And, uh, you know, we're working with organizations to look at their climate risk and then provide those types of solutions. So I've had the benefit, the fantastic benefit of partnering, you know, in that, that capacity, providing that risk management advisory service with, uh, with a couple you know, just wonderful teams and organizations, uh, Tim and Aska Development Corporation and uh, BQuest Tech. And, and so, you know, within that capacity, really looking at some true examples of how the technologies and, and opportunities that, that are born within those organizations realize some, some true changes in how we um, think differently, you know, about making that, that, that business case and really thinking about how we invest in, in solutions, you know, that benefit the environment and, and also our, our society. So climate change, can we like dumb it down for someone, for example, who have no idea they're getting into business, but they want to yeah. be responsible. They just don't know. Can we like make it like a dummies version of, of, yeah. of climate? Yeah. Yeah, sure. For sure. And, and I don't even, you know, I don't even like to debate climate change at all. It doesn't even really matter. The root reality is, is that we have climate impacts and climate okay. impacts have been happening forever. Right. And so we're in a period of highly variable climate impacts and we see flooding events, storm events, other things that, you know, hit on the extreme uh, that we haven't seen in a hundred and hundred plus years. So that is having a risk impact on the properties and the safety and lives of others. And, and so our organization looks at how we can, sort of mitigate and prevent some of those impacts. And I'll give you a really practical example mm -hmm. of that. So this spring, uh, this past spring in 2020, uh, Calgary had a, Calgary had a, uh, a hailstorm, right? And it created, you, you can look it up on the news, it was a billion dollar insurable losses, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I read that and I was struck by that instantly and thought, well, again, you know, it's not the first time this happened and it's not the last time this is going to be happened, but what are we doing practically within the city of Calgary, let's say within individual homeowners within Calgary, because those are the ones that truly feel that impact, you know, mm -hmm. the smashed windows, damaged cars, flooded basements, those things, mm -hmm. you know, so what can we do with, with those people and on a municipal scale and on an industrial scale, you know, there's little things we can be doing from, from, you know, preventing flood entry into our homes, preventing wildfires from, you know, damaging and burning our homes, 
you know, hail and other things. So that billion, you know, the loss will happen again. That variable event, that climate event will happen again. That's fact. But let's, let's be next time. Let's, let's look at how we can invest in solutions that mitigate that loss so that those dollars can be better used somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And when I said um, uh, for a dumb it down and I said dummies, I don't mean like the audience or anything. I meant like, you know, that no. book, you know, that book, like uh, for dummies, like, they have oh, yeah, version. for sure. That's what I meant by that. Like to, to, to well, kind of like a cold note. <laughs> I didn't want it to yeah. go the wrong. Yeah. No, yeah, no, of and, course, because, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a polarized topic. Right. But I think <laughs> we can all agree on one thing. And that is the fact that there's impacts. I mean, you know, there's, there's times where we're seeing winters that are different than our childhood. You know, our lakes and rivers are different than they were when we went there as kids. And, Mm. and so those are impacts, right? Those are social impacts and they have a financial impact on the businesses that maintain and utilize those assets. Right. And Mm. so, Mm. you know, this, this conversation is about being focused on that in a really financial way. I'm a CPA and accountant. So I'm, you know, I really think about how you can use the, the leverage of the economics to make some of these great choices and what really makes the difference today. And, mm-hmm. and through some of my partnerships that I've, that I've built is, is the technology, you know, it's reached price points. It's reached, reached sort of a practicability point um, with the integration of different technologies and looking at different margins within that infrastructure, instead of a single piece that it really makes a lot more sense today to, to build out smart solutions. Mm, and that, that point was really good because I remember growing up, uh, we stayed in Brantford, uh, Ontario, and we used to, I used to walk to school. And I remember it felt like I had to kind of go mountain climbing. Like it was like through the school, I remember my, like it was like this much snow. It was like intimidating, overwhelming. We don't have that much, you know, snow anymore. Yeah. And it has yeah, an impact, it, right? It's yeah. a, it has an impact on things. One of the things I'm really passionate about is forestry. And, and really, you know, a lot of this thinking about climate smarting is born out of how to, you know, have, have climate smart forests and forests that are protected on a landscape level from wildfire and other things. But, you know, what you're talking about, about the variability in moisture is, you know, it impacts things like mm-hmm. forest fires and the dominance of wildfire on a landscape you know, and, and that impacts a lot of people. We, we can look to examples like Fort McMurray and Slave Lake to see the financial cost of those climate impacts, right? And I, I'm not here to debate whether or not climate change or global warming caused those events, but those mm-hmm. events did happen. Did and, happen they, yeah. and they were, and they caused, and they were caused by a climate event. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, a lot of the losses, not all of them, certainly, but a lot of the losses through better infrastructure planning on a landscape level, uh, may have been reduced, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a, for example, climate uh, solutions like your business, how could it help a business, for example? Like if they wanted to hire you, what would you do for them exactly? Well, the first thing we do is it's, you know, it's all based on risk assessment, right? And then calculating the ROI of mitigating that risk. So mm-hmm. here's a real practical example that I saw yes. just this past summer right? Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, I was working for an organization and there was a blowdown uh, wind that happened and a, a plow wind where the wind, it's not a tornado, just massive plow wind. It comes through a small area and blows down a lot of infrastructure. And so a friend of mine had a lot of damage at her farm and I offered to go and help clean up the, the trees and, and branches and other things that had blown down. And I got there and their barn was leveled, 
And then she brought me out and she said, you know what, Aaron, you have to see the most incredible thing. And she, she brought me along and she said, look at this. And I look and I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm wondering, what am I looking at here? And I, I suddenly yeah. got it. It was, it was a hundred train cars laid over on their side. You know, what? these are grain cars that were parked yeah. on the side of uh-huh. a track. You know, okay. they're parked there, grain yeah. cars are waiting to be filled with grain when the season's yeah. over. And, yeah. and, and they're all over on their side. And I'm like, wow, wow, that's huge. But then I'm looking along the track, right? And I see yeah. something and I'm like, there's five cars still standing. And so I think to myself, because I always think about the risk and how to manage that. And I'm thinking to myself, there's five cars. Why is there five cars standing? Mm. Well, because they're protected by that bluff of trees, Oh. You know, so CN has been very active or, or I, not CN at all, but I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of clear space, right? Where the wind comes yeah, and it blows yeah, them course. over, right? And, Strong and winds. So, yes. And so what happened later, my understanding was that my friend told me is they actually came and they needed to crush all those cars. Like, I don't know if it was a hundred or not, I, that may be an exaggeration, but they had to come and crush a lot of cars because they weren't able to pick them up and, and reuse them on their trails. So except for those five, you know, so there you go. I mean, there's an example where an organization, you know, may want to work with me or our company or organization and, and a network of people that I work with. And we assess the risk. We assess, well, okay, well, what's the possibility? You know, the possibility is, is if you leave your train cars out there, they may get blown in a, in a plow wind today. You know, this doesn't so happen. It's never happened before, but we can prevent yeah. that by moving your train cars one kilometer this way where there's a bluff of trees to protect them all. I mean, imagine so, the savings just moving your cars. So you would give that recommendation you're from after you're doing the whole analysis, you give a report for them with suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really where we build on that, it's not just suggestions, but we also build on, you know, bringing partners together. And, and that means technological doing the solutions. Work. Well, actually doing the mm-hmm. connecting to people that, you know, again, for example, waste to energy. Here's another uh-huh. one where we work on. Right. And so, uh-huh. Um, you know, looking at how to manage landfills and, and, and deal with landfill waste and forestry waste and everything else. Right. And so, Uh you know, there's technologies, uh, available that will turn waste to energy, but, you know, in this conversation, meeting with a client and say, well, you have an energy problem or you have a waste problem. Okay. Well, the risk of that is the cost of that is, and here is specifically from a, from this great other, these other people that we work with, or I work mm-hmm. with, or that we're associated with, here's a piece of specific technology that is available today that will solve your problem at a price point oh. that makes sense. So you create that whole loop of solutioning. It's solution not just saying, pro- here's yeah. a problem and then walking mm-hmm. away. No, it's here's your solution. And then working with you to deliver on solving that problem. Mm-hmm. But this kind of work, I wouldn't see like a small business owner looking into your service, right? This is like, we're talking about a more of a large scale business that would need your services, correct? Well, it, it, it all sort of, it's a scalable all the way across, right? And, mm-hmm. and right now, you know, we're trying, we're small, you know, we don't have a lot of capacity and we're really trying to focus on where we can make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And, and really that is on a sort of on a large organization, a municipality, a provincial level. Absolutely. But I love it your office. Individuals. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love your office. <laughs> you know, it's awesome office. It's pretty huge. Well, it's inspiring, man. Yeah. yeah. So this is, uh, you know, again, it, you just started the part of the change in 2020, right? Yeah. I can talk to you a little bit about that. I mean, yeah, please. We, yeah. Well, we moved. So we moved from, 
Saskatchewan to Fruitvale, British Columbia here. And mm-hmm. the reason why is, uh, you know, we, we traveled through here this past summer during we motorhomed and, yeah, and yeah. you know, tried to make the best of a yes. difficult summer yeah. and came through this area of Fruitvale, British Columbia, spent some time with some friends here and, and our, we decided this was our COVID year. We expected our kids to be, you know, really disrupted by everything that was of going course, on yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to make the move out to Fruitvale, British Columbia. We purchased this property, this church property. This is the, this is the church. It was a former uh, Anglican and United Church. For, it was built in 1963, actually. It's a great property. And we're, wow. you know, we got lots of solid. ideas. Yeah, totally solid. Like I was I talking to my talk. brother. And he's in the concrete business. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of concrete in here. There's so, a lot. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell that's a solid structure. Yeah, we're enjoying it. You know, we still have our home in Albertville, Saskatchewan. We love, we still have our place back there. We love that community as well. But it's just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're reaching out here and building roots out in another community. And, mm-hmm. and it's been really fantastic for our family to spend a lot of time together during, you know, again, a really difficult time, right? So so what are you doing with this? Is this like, are you creating this into for your business? You're creating it like an office space or... Are you going to open it up like a church again? No, not a church. No, I'm not a pastor or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, of course I, you know, I'm spiritual believer, got, you know, of course, religious of course, family yeah. of everything like that. But, um, but no, this is, this was a, a closed church, you know, the parish, you know, they put it up for sale purposefully yeah. and, and all the rest of that. And, and so our idea, you know, there's a, there's a rectory attached. We've been really focusing on renovating that piece, nice. but for this year, you know, we've got a lot of ideas and, and it may be a commercial space. It may be an okay, office space. Good. It may good be a, a retail coffee shop type of opportunity as well. So, you know, the sky's the limit. Yes. And again, course. I just like the idea of building, like, you know, yeah. even in this space, I love the idea of sort of working with my hands, building things up from the ground up and really realizing that, right. I don't want to be a bar owner or anything like that, a coffee shop owner, but I mean, a barista or any, I mean, I'd love to do it for a while, but I just, you know, I love setting it up and I hope we can create that opportunity here and, and leave a, you know, leave something behind that we can come back to. Mm. So we always like to ask, you know, what's your in- inner superpower that got you to this point? I would love to hear that about you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's hard to measure, right? I think that you just, it's being, you know, intentional and, and positive, and, and really focusing on how to move forward. Right. And, and so my mantra is, is fearless forward. Um, I'll, I'll show Risk you. Taker. I just got it tattooed on my arm here. Not oh, long no way. ago. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And because I really, you know, I'm fully bought in, fully subscribed to this fearless forward Amazing. idea. And, and what I mean by that is not being stupid. I mean, obviously I'm a big risk guy, so I'm a birth to risk. Right. And I think that's where this built this up is, you know, I've dealt with anxiety and, and other mental, like mental health, like anxiety. And and I think that gave me a sense of observational skill, almost like a spidey sense. Oh, everything's going to hurt you. Right. But, you know, rechanneling that and focusing that energy that normally is negative into just saying, okay, let's be, let's use that sort of superpower of observation within that mental health illness. Let's use that one piece that is good mm-hmm. and, and, and focus it into something that's positive and, and meaningful. And I, that's, you know, again, I've had a lot of counseling and a lot of conversations and, mm-hmm. and dealt with other things. So, you know, yeah. that's, it's a great awareness and I appreciate yes. it. I know not everyone has that. And I love mm-hmm. working with people and bringing them along to that. And, and I love, you know, I just, 
I think it's a great conversation and I love that people are talking more and more openly about it today. Mm, that's very true. That's great. You know what? I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Um, is there any kind of last minute recommendations you could provide any entrepreneurs, any business owners about climate? Well, about climate, really, I think, again, you know, Climate Smart Solutions is is just sort of a, a vision, an idea of how to you know, work through the problem. And that's really what I recommend to every entrepreneur and leaders is really focus on your problem and, and, yeah. and marry it with your passion. And then, you know, go out and do it. Don't talk about it for too long. You know, think about it, work on it. But, but the execution is really where it happens. And so I think a lot of people had a, had a great opportunity in 2020 to reconnect with different people all around yeah. the world. That's how we connected, right? Yes, and, and here yes, we are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so let's connect and let's build and use that, that momentum that was created last year into, into creating some profound change this year, right? Yeah, like yeah. I have never even experienced uh, the amount of relationships I've built since being at home. Like virtually, oh, yeah. like my network has just, is just exploding since, since being, because you can meet with so many people, right? I, imagine trying to do that, like in the traditional way, how we used to go meet someone, have a coffee, have a lunch. You couldn't do yeah. more than one, two meetings yeah. a day. Now you could do 10. I've done 10, you know? Well, if I was to do, if, for example, if I was to do a show with you in Toronto, let's say, yeah. You know, I'd have to hop on a plane and that'd be a day yeah. travel there doing yeah. that a day travel back. That's three days. I could yeah. have talked like you just said with 30 people in those. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and by just simply again, here, let's apply risk management, right. And statistics. If only one of them leads to a conversation like you and I are having and how we can engage and yes, reach out yes, with this, yes. then wow, that's exponential potential. Mm. Yes, very true. Very true. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time to be on, on the show. And we wish you all the best. And thank you. Yeah, again. you too. Yeah. I'll really appreciate it. I, I love what you're doing. This is a fantastic nope. platform. And I, I encourage you and thank wish you. you all the best. Yeah, please continue because it's no, inspiring me and others. Oh, yeah. We're just trying to add more value to aspiring entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. So we appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you.